Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit ConqueringSeedsOfDestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, and my name is Maureen Y-Smith. Now today, I am going to cover the new seed that God plants into you to conquer the seed of opposition and the roots of protest, intimidation, and attack. And God's seed of survival is called the seed of leadership. So let's go ahead and define it. Leadership means the action of leading a group of people or an organization. It also means guidance, direction, authority, and management. Now, the scripture reference that I use comes from Titus chapter 1, verses 6 through 9. And I'm going to share this from the New Living Translation version. And it says, An elder must live a blameless life. He must be faithful to his wife, and his children must be believers who don't have a reputation for being wild or rebellious. A church leader is a manager of God's household, so he must live a blameless life. He must not be arrogant or quick-tempered. He must not be a heavy drinker, violent, or dishonest with money. Rather, he must enjoy having guests in his home, and he must love what is good. He must live wisely and be just. He must live a devout and disciplined life. He must have a strong belief in the trustworthy message he was taught. Then he will be able to encourage others with wholesome teaching and show those who oppose it where they are wrong. And again, that's Titus chapter 1, verses 6 through 9 in the New Living Translation version. It is obvious from these scriptures of what the role of the leader should be, especially as a servant to God. His characteristics, his actions, and his beliefs should mimic God in all that he does and when he is being challenged. He should have the confidence in correcting those who oppose the teaching that he is doing for God. It becomes imperative that all leaders are spending time with God and being guided by God so that they can be just on one accord with him. The enemy is always lurking around trying to see how he can get his ugly hand in a situation. And let me just say, sometimes it doesn't take much. He is constantly listening to all the conversations that are taking place and he is just trying to find an angle in to where he can pull a leader in a different direction, especially if it can get them to look at themselves and how they can benefit individually from a situation. Now, you may remember, we learned in chapter one of my book that the enemy lured Eve just long enough for her to stop being obedient to God and to take her eyes off of God and to find a way to please herself and to make herself wise. Or, as y'all remember what the enemy said, as God's knowing good and evil. Once she did this, 
disobedience immediately followed and she and Adam paid a horrific price for all of mankind. This is why it becomes important to stay alert and on guard against the enemy's ways because he is always trying to find a way into your life to trick you and to get you to be disobedient to what God is calling you to do. Now, he doesn't care what type of damage occurs in the process. He just hopes that you won't fulfill the assignment that God is wanting you to do for him. Even if the enemy can delay it, he still gets a little excited because he wants people to suffer and not spend time with God. As you know, some people have to suffer greatly before they even connect to God. And at times, it is not until they are at their breaking point that they even cry out to God. Please don't allow the enemy to get inside of your head to cause you to follow a path of destruction. Find a way to shut off the chatter that is going on inside of your mind or even the intense debate of trying to figure it out if you should do this or if you should do that. For the most part, you know what you should be doing. You may not want to do it, but most of the time, we know what God is trying to get us to do. Sometimes we don't want to do it because of the work that is required, as well as the lack of fun that it may be. Now, I'm not saying that you can't have fun with Jesus because you can. However, when God has you on a monumental assignment that requires intensity, it will cause you to stay girded up in prayer and probably even isolated at times so that you aren't distracted by the tricks of the enemy. Those are the times when life may not seem as fun as you would like it, but it just comes with the territory. It is no different when you have a big project at work that you are required to do and you realize that it is going to take some extra time at work and at home to complete. As a result, it requires you to remove all the distractions that are coming your way so that you can just stay focused and get the job done effectively and even efficiently. It is the same with the kingdom of God. God is wanting you to complete his assignment with excellence. So it may require you to put the same type of intensity that you would do at your secular job. I know that being a leader, especially in this day and time, can be challenging. There are just so many things that are pulling at you. And for the most part, all of them seem to be urgent on people's list. Keep in mind, know how to keep balance in your life. Do not let someone else's urgencies or expectations become your urgencies. Now, I'm not saying that you can't do things to the best of your ability, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't put the work or effort into it, nor am I saying that some things shouldn't be a priority in your life. By all means, it will probably require you to put a lot of hard work and effort into the project. Just make sure that you are in a good headspace and that you don't allow people 
to just consume you just with their problems. And that's actually the key word, their problems. Make sure that you know who you are and what you have been equipped with. It is not a bad thing to say the word no. It is actually better to say no to something that you know that you can't do than to actually give a false impression that you can do something. And then, as you know what happens, things spiral downward, even more because the task wasn't completed. Know your limits and keep balance in your life and you will see that things will go a whole lot smoother in your life. Now, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 17 says, Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And again, that's Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 17. God wants you to not just talk the talk, but to walk the walk. Unfortunately, in our society, there is a whole lot of talking and even walking, but those actions that they are doing do not represent God and his character. The actions that they may even say that they do in the name of the Lord may not actually be God's true character. One way to know for sure is to first ask yourself the questions. Do you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and also strength in some versions, which God said in Deuteronomy, which is the Old Testament, as well as in the New Testaments of Matthew, Mark, and Luke? And then also, do you love your neighbor as thyself? After you have honestly, and I do mean honestly, answered that question, then ask yourself the next question, which is, do you deny those things that are of the world? As you know, 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17 says, do not love the world, or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Now, if you can answer those questions honestly, and you are still doing the will of God and being obedient to him, then your love is sincere and genuine, and you are not caught up in just pleasing self, but you are caught up in pleasing God and his will for your life. Now, if you couldn't answer those questions in a way to where you're denying yourself, then you may just need to spend some more time with God so that you can purge those desires out of you. If you don't, you will become a distraction to you and you will always have a difficult time in pleasing God because you will be trying to waver or as we sometimes like to say, 
You are wanting your cake and eating it too. Somehow you have to stop trying to be on both sides of the fence so that you can just do what God wants you to do. You must learn how to reject your selfish nature and the desires of your flesh so that your mind is being guided into doing what the Holy Spirit is wanting you to do. Let me also just say, every day is a different day. On one hand, you may feel as if you're accomplishing and doing the things that God is wanting you to do. You are operating in a steady manner and not rushing into situations and decisions. You are staying in tune with what God is telling you to do. Then, out of nowhere, something comes at you that you didn't see coming and you feel as if you must work even harder than what you have been doing. As a leader, this may seem to be more of a norm for your life than a rarity. Leaders are always having to make major decisions, sometimes quickly, to put this fire out over here before the next one comes. Then there are times that two fires are going on at the same time while a hurricane is on the horizon ready to cause even more destruction. I know it may seem as if you have so much on your plate that you don't know if you are going or coming. Please continue to stay encouraged and stay strong. God would not have allowed all of these things to happen to you if he didn't think that you were equipped to handle them. He obviously has put a lot of his qualities in you. He knows that you can handle the things that are coming at you. So please don't be ready to throw in the towel. You may have to seek his face even more than what you had before. And you may have to do even more work. But just know that God knows what he is doing. I know you may be saying how long and how much more. But just know that God hears your cry. And he hears everything. He sees everything. And he just wants you to just keep pushing through. Just know that this is not your battle, but it's his battle. And he just needs you to just keep pushing through and being guided by him. When you do that, you know that you are displaying those leadership qualities that he wants you to. And I see I'm going to actually have to continue this again tomorrow. So please come back and see how things unfold and what God will do in our lives as we are conquering the seeds of destruction. Take care and stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email conqueringseedsofdestruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this radio journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at conqueringseedsofdestruction.com. That's conqueringseedsofdestruction.com.